0: Your Eye on Annapolis Daily News Brief keeps you informed about what's happening in Annapolis, Anne Arundel County, and Maryland. Local news, local sports, local events, local opinion, and, of course, local weather. Your Eye on Annapolis Daily News Brief starts now.
1: Good morning. It's Tuesday, December 7th, 2021. This is John Frenay, and this is your Eye on Annapolis Daily News Brief. Not gonna lie, the end of the year is barreling down on us and I have a ton of stuff to do and not a whole lot of time, I fear. It's crunch time for me, but I've got confidence. All right, news, let's get into it, shall we? All right, Buckley, council, it's time to get to work. You had your parade, you had your ball yesterday, so now back to the grind. Yes, yesterday, Mayor Buckley and the city council were sworn in. The only new member to the council was Karma O'Neill representing Ward 2. This term's council is 100% Democrat, and I need to double-check this, but I believe it is the only jurisdiction in the United States that does not have at least one opposing party member on the council or the panel or whatever governs it. Anyhow, the inauguration. Senators Van Hollen and Cardin spoke along with Congressman Sarbanes, County Executive Stuart Pittman, Lieutenant Governor Boyd Rutherford, and Carl Snowden. But the highlights for me were Maggie Benshaw, the city's poet laureate, who read a beautiful piece of poetry, and Mooney Day-Lewis, who A, I love his name, and B, who belted out an amazing rendition of Amazing Grace. After Buckley was sworn in, he swore in the council and delivered his inaugural speech, which was themed around his campaign, Dream, Work, and Deliver, saying that they have been dreaming and working during the first term and now it is time to deliver. The items on his list are the WE or the West East Express bike lane, the new garage, and the revitalization of City Dock. I do suspect you'll see some other surprises like umbrellas over Maryland Avenue, since the council seems to be pretty much homogenous. Just about 100 people attended, mostly campaign staffers, city employees, and the families of the council. If you'd like to hear a not-so-great recording of his speech, we have it tagged at the end of the DNB today. It does start just after he thanked his wife, Julie, and his two sons, Dash and Miles, but the bulk of the speech is there. Four people, including the Nanneroma County Police Officer, were injured yesterday morning in an accident on Route 97 South. At about 8.15 a.m., traffic had slowed near Route 32 and a tractor-trailer was unable to slow and hit an unmarked police SUV and pushed it into a pickup truck in front of it. The officer in the SUV was flown to shock trauma with serious injuries. The driver of the tractor-trailer and his passenger were also taken to local hospitals and the driver of the pickup truck was also transported to a hospital. None of them are expected to be life-threatening injuries, so that's the good news. Boy, here's a business deal for you. David Cordish has sold his live casinos and hotels in Hanover, Philly, and Pittsburgh to a real estate trust for $1.8 billion. Looks like a sweet Christmas this year at the Cordish house. There was a side deal for Cordish to lease back the gaming operations, which will allow the Cordish companies to continue to own, control, and manage the gaming ops. The deal for Maryland Live is supposed to close in the coming weeks and the others in early 2022. While I'll be up in New York at the Army-Navy game, those that are here in Maryland can go visit Governor Hogan and First Lady Yumi Hogan on Saturday the 11th. It is the annual Government House Open House. It is returning from a COVID hiatus last year. From 1 to 4 p.m., the public is invited to check out Government House, which is the proper name for the Governor's Mansion, in all of its holiday splendor. Face masks will be required, and it is a toy drive as well, so if you are able please bring a toy. If not, no big deal. Just go and enjoy the day. They will have refreshments and entertainment and wassel, whatever that is. Also limited edition ornaments designed by the first lady will be available for purchase and money raised goes to the foundation that is responsible for the historical significance of government house. And as we begin to wrap it up for today, let's do a quick Ticket Tuesday, courtesy of our friends at the Ramshead on stage. Who wants to see Stephen Kellogg on Monday the 27th? Combine it with the Military Bowl, and it will make a great doubleheader on Monday the 27th. Send me an email or a DM and tell me why you want to go and maybe I will select you for a pair of excellent tickets. And you do want to make sure you check out Ram's dot and see all of the great shows that are coming up. And speaking of music... Starting on December 8th, yes, that would be tomorrow. We are going to be introducing a brand new music segment here on the DNB every single Wednesday. Some people may be very surprised at who's handling this for me, and others, not so much. So you definitely want to stay tuned tomorrow. Up this Saturday on the Local Business Spotlight, Bay Ridge Wine and Spirits with some exciting news, and especially if you live on the shore, hint, hint. And the following week, we're going to be speaking with Michelle Davey, who is with the Davey Dance Academy. All right, that's it for the news. But first, a quick thank you to our sponsors for today's daily news brief, Solar Energy Services, the Christy Neidhart team of Northrop Realty, a long-end foster company, and the Hospice of the Chesapeake. All right, now hang tight. George Young is here from DCMDVA Weather with your locally forecast weather report. I hear he has a little bit of snow in the forecast. All of that in about a minute.
2: Hello, Sean Ninch here from the team at Galway Bay to tell you about our very own Irish eggnog. This wonderful, creamy drink is a handcrafted, traditional-style eggnog, distilled and bottled in Ireland. It's made from an old Irish recipe with a blend of alcohol, spices and Irish cream that is completely unique and has now become an Annapolis tradition. When you visit one of our local restaurants here, either at Galway Bay in historic downtown Annapolis, Killarney House in Davidsonville, or Brambrew in Severna Park, Please mention this ad to your server or bartender to get a complimentary taste. Share this delicious concoction with friends and family for a thoughtful and unique holiday gift. Available by the bottle, case, and half case at all three locations. Or go to our website at galwaybaymd.com for further information. Also available at Pirate's Cove Restaurant and Dock Bar in Galesville. Another moving
0: moment from Christy Neidhart of the Christy Neidhart team from Northrop Realty, a Long and Foster company.
3: I always look forward to November as I think of it as a whole month to focus on gratitude. I am incredibly grateful to our past and current clients who have entrusted us with the sale of one of their largest assets, their homes. Over the past two years, that's nearly 200 individuals and families who we've had the privilege to serve. I'm grateful that we get to be a part of their lives when their families grow. Grateful to be trusted when a loved one is lost or becomes ill. Grateful to be a part of helping someone become a homeowner for the very first time. And grateful to be a part of someone's moving onto the water or finding a second home retreat. I'd like to take this opportunity to challenge you to think of the people in your life that you are grateful for. Friends, family, coworkers, service providers, and so many others. Reach out and let them know. And if we can help you with a move in the future, give us a call.
0: That's another moving moment from Christy Neidhart. To get in touch, call 410-599-1370 or visit kn-team.com. That's kn-team.com. When you live near Annapolis, you know how fickle the weather can be. So you need a truly local forecast that's accurate and reliable. Forecast right here in Annapolis. Annapolis. DCMDVA weather is not just for today, but for the rest of the week and the weekend too. Now, here's George Young of DCMDVA Weather with the weather outlook for today and beyond. Hey, everyone! This is George with DCMDVA Weather,
3: and this is your eye on Annapolis forecast for Tuesday, December seventh. Much colder today, behind a cold front that went through the region after yesterday's much above average temps, with a little wintry mix likely for tomorrow. Look for highs today to be around 40 degrees, some 20 to 30 degrees colder than yesterday's highs, with the big story of the week being tomorrow's likely mix of snow and rain as a low-pressure center forms and moves by offshore to the southeast of Annapolis off the North Carolina and Virginia coast, which will bring some moisture into the area with temps just cold enough due to a cold high pressure to the north-northeast, that some snow should be supported with the overall expectation being for snow to be one inch or less for most of Van Arundel County, with chances being low that snow sticks to the roadways, at least not for very long, if at all. Though we should see some snow sticking to places like grass, cars, rooftops, and maybe even bridges and overpasses with temps in the upper 30s throughout the day for highs. To be followed by sunshine and 40 or so for highs Thursday ahead of a return to 50s on Friday followed by 60s again on Saturday with more rain late Saturday or Sunday with another cold front moving through that will have highs Sunday back down into the 50s. Okay, that's it for today. This is George Young of D.C. MDVA Weather. Make it a great day out there. Stay healthy and be safe. And be sure to follow us on Facebook and Twitter and use our relaunched website at dcmdvaweather.info, especially the snowcast section for updates on winter weather potential. And of course... Make sure you download our app on all of your devices by searching DC, MDVA weather from the Apple or Google App Stores. So, you can always stay weather informed. Are you interested in an exciting career in one of the hottest industries of the next decade? At Solar Energy Services, we're currently hiring solar installers, crew leaders, service techs, and sales representatives with immediate needs in all categories. Are you feeling uninspired in your current job and want more meaningful work where you can make a positive impact every day? Do you like the idea of being part of the team that installs solar panels on residential rooftops, commercial rooftops, or ground mounted arrays for entire? Entire communities to use? Or maybe you're a good troubleshooter and communicator who likes solving interesting technical problems. Whatever your preference, the upside of working in the solar industry is tremendous. Contact us today about joining a great company with a rewarding culture and an inspiring mission. Call us at 410-923-6090 or visit us at solarsaves.net.
4: Sunshine, sunshine,
2: nothing else can make me feel so fine
4: are ready to go and uh, we truly appreciate you all recognising that. <laughs> Lieutenant Boyd Rutherford, thank you so much. You were here four years ago. I'm so proud that we work together in this state and this county and that's what makes Maryland so special. I think Maryland should be the example for the country. Um, and My blue brother here, Stuart Pittman, we were the Blues Brothers on our first uh, um, New Year's Eve in Indianapolis when he got elected. I can continually turn to him for advice. He is so passionate about this city that we are lucky to have a county executive like him. Thank you. And of course, a mentor to me, the Honorable Carl Snowden. Let's hear it for Carl Snowden. Thank you for your guidance over the last four years. And what about our amazing poet laureate? How amazing that Thank you. So today we get started on another four years. And for that, I heartily thank the voters of the city of Annapolis. The voters resoundingly asked for us to continue this work and I am proud to have received support from Democrats, Independents and Republicans. Tonight we will celebrate and thank those voters, we will celebrate our city and take time to thank our supporters and volunteers, those who gave advice and capital to the effort for this re-election. I'd like to give a quick shout out to the people behind the campaign. And you know, for any of us, it is just a few, a handful of volunteers that do all the work for you. Thanklessly, they do it because they believe in you, they give up time, they give up money, and I want to thank them. Firstly, I want to thank my campaign manager, Genevieve Torrey. secret weapon for my five friends, McShane Glover. And I'm sure every city council up here wants to thank their treasurers because they are the hardest workers. And Stuart Cohen, thank you Stuart, you are amazing. Also my communications person, Kate Pettit, is out there. She flew in from Australia and... uh, She was the one that got all the messaging out for me. Thank you for making me sound a lot smarter than I actually am. And of course, uh, our merchandise and all our branding was done by a cool Kiwi chick out here, Sarah Oliver. She is amazing. And Catherine Burke, who owns the gallery behind us. I urged you four years ago to go into that gallery after the inauguration and buy things. Uh, the Naples Collection Gallery and Catherine Burke, thank you for putting this all together. And alongside the campaign volunteers and supporters, I want to thank all of you. I wouldn't be here without you all. We wouldn't be here without you all. You are what makes this city special. Uh, it's nearly impossible to run for public office without a great team. I have one of the best and I appreciate the time and energy and heart and love that they gave to this effort. The people of the city of Annapolis are beneficiaries of your labor and we will now continue our hard work on their behalf. We will work to unite the partisan divide while we work for all of our residents. Eleanor Roosevelt once said, The future belongs to those who believe in the beauty of their dreams. We dream, we work, and we deliver. That was the theme of this campaign, and it is the theme of the work that will unfold over the next four years. When I first run for mayor, I set out to shake things up at City Hall after having a few over a mural that you might have noticed when you came in today. Today we can see the artist Jeff Huntington and his amazing wife Julia touching up the Agony and Ecstasy Live in Perfect Harmony mural that is on the front of the Tsunami building. That's kind of a good description of the City Council and us. Agony and Ecstasy living together in perfect harmony. Difference. <laughs> difference is this time we got a permit, so, um... <laughs> this is where I make my Marco Rubio dry mouth uh, joke, sorry. Over the first term, we worked hard and reaped the rewards. Um, like when we broke ground on the new project, the municipal pool at Truxton, or new uh, public housing stock in Newtown 20, or the new DPW building on Hudson Street. But we also had unexpected lows, like the passing of Annapolis's own legend, House Speaker Mike Bush. We rebounded from our collective grief to celebrate the achievement of finding a consensus plan and funding for the reimagining of City Dock. But each year, on June 28th, we mark the anniversary of the 2018 workplace mass shooting at the Capitol newspaper. We mourn the everyday gun violence that plagues our community. And so it went. We celebrated the completion of the hiking and cycling trails at Waterworks Park and then fate delivered us a global pandemic. We cheered the acquisition of Burtis House and then cleaned up and supported shaken residents and business owners after an EFT2 tornado touchdown in parole. We pushed forward on our initiatives and handled what fate delivered to our door. What began four years ago was the beginning of a journey to act on a bold vision for Annapolis, a dream for the city that we all love. Many of our plans are in the queue. In our second term, it will be our priority to see these efforts through. The West East Extension stands for WE, West East Extension. The rebuild of the Hillman Garage. Flood mitigation on Compromise Street. Water access and stormwater improvements in all wards. Helping Hacker to rebuild and improve public housing. A continuation of our green efforts including solar panels on the new Hillman Garage, electric fleet vehicles, an electric ferry, and an enhancement to public safety and safety net programs. These are just a few of the things we want to get across the finish line. I look forward to tiring you all out with ribbon cuttings week after week after week as we tick off these improvements that will be central to how Annapolis evolves for the next generation. While it is true that Annapolis has a special duty to honour her past, the history of this town in the era of the founding of America will always be one of Annapolis's top stories. But just because Annapolis has a rich past, a history that can be defined and articulated to locals and tourists, it doesn't relieve us of the obligation to look and to plan for the future. This generation of politicians, my generation, and the ones that come after me, we have to step up to the plate because the planet is at a tipping point. We have to think boldly About infrastructure. We have to dream big. I believe that we can both honour our past and have a vision that moves us forward. For example, we can honour our Anatlas Harbour, her history, her stories, and still create a more resilient city dock. We can create water access at Cars Beach and use that site to remind visitors of the story of the African-American cars and sparrows beaches and the musical influences and tastemakers who honed their craft right here in Annapolis. We can replace ageing infrastructure and make our historic towns even more inviting in the modern era with the use of smart technologies and green building techniques. We will be dogged in our determination to bring these projects home. But we will also work to ensure that as a city, we are prepared for the unexpected. Nimble enough in our response to the unexpected that we protect our residents, businesses and visitors. I have another Eleanor Roosevelt quote that I would like to share with you. It's right behind me. For our own success to be real, it must contribute to the success of others. At the core of One Annapolis, we have worked to share our success in our outreach programs, in city hiring, by putting an equity lens on our initiatives. We are creating our own success by contributing to the success of others. Never was that more evident than during the COVID pandemic. When we were first forced into lockdown that closed schools and businesses, we had to quickly create new rules for public health and safety. We had to forge robust partnerships with federal, state, county and non-profit partners in order to bring resources to those hardest hit. There was no playbook for this in the modern era what was most important was ensuring that we were reaching into all communities in the city we had the right people in place we wrote a new playbook we migrated city meetings to virtual we fun- we funded the small business recovery task force we deployed newly funded Take Cares teams onto the street. Some days, it was like building the plane well after takeoff. But because we had the right people in the right jobs, the city of Annapolis navigated the worst of the crisis. Make no mistake, we suffered losses with COVID. We suffered losses from overdoses, from gun violence too. With each loss, we mourn those loved ones, especially at this time of year, when we feel it the most. In any history book, if every, any history book ever meant, mentions this administration, it is my hope that this era of Annapolis will become known for our progress on equity initiatives and also a time when our city became the resilience capital of America. I want us to think about resilience and the power that comes from having the ability to bounce back. We are bouncing back after COVID. We are bouncing back after the tornado and after the tragedies of gun violence. We are moving forward. So I have a note here not to mention the bike lane. i'm going to mention it <laughs> as an example of resilience <laughs> the bike lane is a perfect reminder of the meaning of resilience we had always planned to reuse the sidewalk extensions as they came in a ve- very handy in the recovery zones in fact they got more use in the last 16 months than we ever dreamed they might have we were able to think creatively, provide businesses with that extra capacity they needed, especially since customers needed to be unmasked and outdoors. After getting such grief over the bike lane, we heard from the same people a few weeks ago when the state of emergency expired and uh, they wanted to know why we were stopping. (laughs) This time they were vocal that they wanted those sidewalk extensions to stay which is a great thing. That ability to bounce back and be resilient in our thinking about community needs to be as important because not everything we do will be a smashing success. We have to be resilient enough to pick up the pieces and keep going when it doesn't work out the first time. I've learned that in my experience as a business owner, being an entrepreneur, Um, and even being a husband and a dad. We don't always get it right, but we pick ourselves up, we dust ourselves off and we keep going. We have to think about that approach in all areas of governance. We should think about resiliency in environmental policies, transportation, supporting businesses and tourism, housing and housing affordability, public safety, public health. It fits just about everywhere. The pandemic showed us that we can encourage innovation in municipal government. We did that in the past two years by disseminating information, standing up early testing sites, vaccine deployment, resident resources for food and benefits, and for the businesses, crucial loans and grant programs. As the government closest to the people, city government can serve residents in a unique way. We can model solutions, smart city solutions, grassroots solutions. We we can't be afraid to try new things. We can't be afraid to dream. We will continue to be a model for innovation. I know that new ideas will come our way even with the plans we have and the surprise fate has in store for us. When these new ideas come our way, we have to be open to change, resilient in both success and failure, willing to work to get results. I look forward to working hard for the residents of the city for the next four years. I look forward to the passionate public service that our city council Brings to the table. I look forward to seeing the rewards of hard work of the city staff. And I look forward to hearing from residents of the city of Annapolis. Believe it or not, our residents do let us know when we get it wrong. (laughs) But they have given us a vote of confidence with this election. They know that we will continue to dream, to work, and to deliver. Thank you all so much for being here. We love you. We appreciate you.
0: You've been listening to the I on Annapolis Daily News Brief. Tell your friends and colleagues, this is the podcast where you can keep up on the latest with what's going on in Annapolis and Anne Arundel County. And don't forget about our website, Annapolis.net, where you can find even more information.